It's Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the parenting podcast from the Irish Man Abroad Podcast Network and Go Loud with me, Jarlith Regan, a man who once asked, is it okay to put wet clothes on a child so that they can dry them off while they're playing outside? I'm not proud of these things. These are just things that have happened. I am the parent who only recently learned that scraping mould off things and then eating them is not a good thing. That makes me nearly vomit. As you say it, that nearly (laughs) makes me vomit. The voice of the woman you're hearing there is Tina, my wife. She is the behaviourist, the behavioural expert with more than 20 years of experience in early learning, child development and of course parenting our own little boy, Mikey. Now why would that make you sick the idea that Ah oh, Jerry, that's make most people sick that's I nice. want to know how many people are scraping the no. mould off their cheese and continuing to eat their cheese you're saying cheese but we know it's not just cheese I've seen you lift mould out of jam jars and yogurts you're just wrong <laughs> well jam you're is wrong. another one yeah I would do it with jam oh god I'm gonna be sick <laughs> I can't cope with that I can't cope what's the grossest thing that your husband does <laughs> you've eaten out of the bin <laughs> you make it like I had a knife and fork and was sitting at the bin and using it as my dinner table. Mm. Yeah, I've taken things from the bin and gone, why did you throw that out? Oh, no, I have very weak stomach and I do not like... Uh, we've been together 23 years. I do not like a lot of your eating habits. Oh. But uh, uh, they're in fashion now, though, Jared. That makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. People are encouraging you to do these things now. I was eco-friendly before people yeah. were... Yeah. even conscious yeah. of what the eco was. You were was. anti-food waste for a long time. But it did make me think when I thought about all of those things uh, for this show that I did at the start. And mm. get, what am I talking about? That I continue to do that I regret. Everybody has things that they did when they started parenting that they go, oh God, what was I thinking? Oh, you'd have to hope. Yeah. Yeah, well, you. De- I, I thought it'd be nice for people to hear maybe a couple of yours because oh, I've loads, loads of them. Well, because um, I'm. D- I wasn't the mom I ever thought I was going to be when I had Mikey. What was uh, your vision? Uh, well, I thought I was going to be one of those really earthy, really what like. What does that mean? You know, I was a Montes. I was a Montessori teacher. Let uh, the child play. Yeah, Let them um, discover the I didn't world. think anything about him was going to stress me out. Hmm. But then I had one of the worst pregnancies ever. Spent most of it in hospital. Fill people in. Yeah, well, like, how many uh, weeks was it? Because tw- Twenty weeks. <laughs> it just blurs into one nightmare. <laughs> yeah, twenty weeks in hospital, and then Mikey still comes early, and he's sick. And not one day did the doctors ever think there was going to be something wrong with him. So it was, mm. you're not well. The baby's fine. And then he was really sick in ICU, and well, he came home and got came sick home and again. got sicker. I couldn't get anyone to believe me that he stopped was sick. Breathing. Then he stopped breathing, and the ambulance saved him. Oh my god! So basically, I thought I was going to be this really earthy mom. When Mikey was a baby, I was the most stressed out mother. I was afraid to sleep mm. in case he wasn't sleeping. I remember this well. <laughs> I used to actually physically assault Jarlett at night because if he moved in the bed, I would put my hand over his mouth, hold his body and be like, do not move or I will kill you. <laughs> this isn't, she's not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. I had to lie in a straight line in the bed and if I rolled over. In fairness, I did wake the child. He woke up for everything. But on a more... On a m- more... On a note that can be applied to other people listening yeah, to this. Yeah, okay. Well, then. You did have PTSD from what you went yeah, through. Yeah, definitely. I did for a long time. Like, but if I'm going to make it more relatable, what I wouldn't do is the daily naps. I was kind of obsessed <laughs> with him getting this nap oh my God. that he never wanted. I'm rubbing my face right now. And you know what I think it was? Because he was so sick. He was so sick for the first two years of his life. He just picked up everything. I could never bring him to swimming clubs or toddler baby music classes and stuff. So I wasn't hanging around with enough moms. Mm. Now, if I'd have been hanging around with moms at that age, I know that I would have been like, oh, yeah, it doesn't actually matter. Your baby can sleep whenever they want. Yeah, as will sleep. You know, a routine is great, but... But you the had this in your head. He needs to sleep yeah. before three o'clock. Yeah. So that then he will be in good form and then get in... But, like, yeah. it was all about growing and him being healthy, of course. Yeah, because he was just so but sick all the time. At the same it was time, a nightmare. guys, you have no idea how much time... She spent rolling him in the pram, yeah. him sitting bolt upright out of yeah. the pram, looking around the <laughs> yeah. pram to see, why are we doing this? <laughs> and, 
Like, I always tell new moms, get out there, meet other moms. You got to have those mom friendships. I mean, there's so many things I would have just realized. It's okay, Tina. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I just needed another mom to say, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas I just didn't know. And then in the mid middle of We're isolated. We're living abroad. Yeah, yeah, because we moved in those early two years and he was just about getting tougher then. But I still was too afraid to bring him anywhere because I knew the minute I do, oh, he's sick again, another another antibiotic. And you do worry about that many antibiotics. Yes. But they don't give them out so easily in England. <laughs> in Ireland, they just, you, back Everything. then, he was on antibiotic Bumped all the knee, time. Antibiotic. <laughs> Later in the show, we're going to hear the most commonly asked questions on the internet about parenting. This is something that I did with Sonia Sullivan on the Irishman Running Abroad podcast, and you wouldn't believe the batshit crazy questions that people are asking in relation to running, but also in relation to parenting. But let's get to our first question from our first anonymous emailer who we are really grateful to and wouldn't have a show without. Question number one. Hi, Jar and Tina. Loving the pod. It's so reassuring to know that there are so many other parents in the same situation and sometimes just not knowing what the hell they're doing. There have been so many times when you're in the middle of something and it's difficult with bedtime, sleep regressions, tantrums, etc. It always looks like every other mother has it all together while you're absolutely drowning. So thanks again for what you're both doing here. It's really needed. What a lovely start to this email. Well, Jar, I mean... How amazing does, is that? Mm. That's exactly the point of this show. So I'm so grateful. That's amazing. Yeah, really kind uh, of you to say. Uh, so let's get down to the question. I'm hoping to get some advice if you have the time. We, Of course, I have two gorgeous, funny and strong willed girls. One and three. My favourite type of girls. <laughs> My eldest definitely found the adjustment to having a new sibling very hard from day one. She's been very rough with her baby sister. Okay. She will hit her, push her over, uh -oh. try to pick her up by wrapping her arms around her neck. Oh, oh no. my God. She doesn't let the baby have anything. Okay. If she picks up a toy, she screams for it, grabs everything off her and just hates when the baby gets any attention over her. Oh my goodness, this poor mom must be exhausted. Well, we've seen this before. I mean, yeah. I don't know if there's anybody who hasn't seen this taking place. So you're think, definitely not on your own. No, here. no. And I think to a degree it happens in every house. Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, can we bring the baby back now? Yeah. And I, I'm still doing it with my sisters now <laughs> as a grown man. Well, I remember one of my friends, uh, their older brother kept just kept moving the baby out of the room. You know, and closing the door. <laughs> Oh I mean, you God. can't really get your point across much better than that. <laughs> this thing needs to go. Out you go. <laughs> yeah. OK, well, there's more here. OK. I've tried and this is great to hear. Yeah. She has tried a lot of stuff. I've tried all kinds of different techniques. Ignoring the behaviour. Obviously, the first port of call. Yes. Ignoring the behaviour, trying to take her out of the room. OK, herself. that's good. So she screams, yeah. keeps running back. Well, she's trying to keep them safe, isn't so she? She keeps screaming and coming back into the room. Taking the baby away from the situation. Yeah, good idea. I've explained that I need to keep her sister safe. Brilliant. Just like I have to keep her safe. One of Tina's tips from previous episode. Aww. I try to praise her so much when she's being good and gentle with her sister. Very good. But I also sometimes get frustrated at her because some days it happens quite a bit. Yeah. So I end up shouting at her and there is nothing... No, like that's obviously we don't that's understandable. Everybody raised their voice to her well, kid This at some woman point. is worried that the baby's going to get hurt. That's completely understandable. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I should have a consequence or punishment for, for hurting her sister. She's only three, though. That's, yeah. this, is, this is where it gets tricky. I don't know what that can be and what yeah. would suit her age, which is the this is the mm. question. I've taken toys away. I've tried a sticker chart and listen, wait, now I want to get this line right. Tried a sticker chart and took stickers away. I just wanted to make sure that I was getting that right. So she tried the sticker chart mm. and then took stickers off the sticker chart. Yeah. I tried to time out with her. Gets really upset when I do that. 
and then will sit there no problem afterwards and listen when I explain why I've done it. But we'll also make sure she always gets her point across by continuously saying, for example, well, Mammy, I didn't want you to take that toy away. So, so cute. (laughs) What a madam. Or, Mammy, I didn't want you to walk away with my sister. Well, that's great. That's really hopeful there that she's she's reflecting in her own way. So final words, she says, are I know she loves her baby sister because she will look for her when she's not around and the baby adores her too. This is the thing at the heart of it. There is love. Any help or advice would be great. Sorry for the long email. Thank you so much. Where do you start there, Tina? Well, that's a that's a really hard one because it's, it's, it's a worry. It is a worry. Mm-hmm. She, is, she could really hurt her sister and it yeah. wouldn't be on purpose because she's only a baby herself. So um, this mom, I'm really grateful that she did get in touch because definitely able to help her there with a few things. <clears throat> uh, the first thing is she's three years old. She's able to do so many things, get her involved make her feel part of the nurturing team, mm. make her feel like she's really important. When you're changing a nappy, you get her to go get the nappy and the talc and the nappy mm. bag. You know, when you're feeding the baby, go get her to go get the utensils you're going to need to feed the baby and just make her feel like she's such a help. You're such a good big sister. Look at you helping mommy again. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. The baby loves when you help. You're such a great big sister. Things like that would be really great for her. Um, just simple tasks because children love jobs. Mm. And they, they also like it. the superiority that I am, of course, a big kid. <laughs> yeah. You are the baby. You are the baby. I can actually help mommy. But they love feeling purposeful. That's why Montessori is so amazing. I mean, they basically go to work for three hours of the morning, polishing shoes and yep. folding cloths, and they love it. Um, Yeah, the whole time she's helping, definitely keep pointing out how much the baby loves her and how grateful mommy is for all the help. Um, I definitely think that the mom, because the sister has a lot of feelings towards the baby that she's not really able to process, she's not understanding why she's feeling this way. It might be helpful for the mom to empathize with those feelings and to be say things like, the baby's a lot of work, isn't he? Isn't she? She takes up a lot of my time. And it's just kind of diffusing it. It's just kind of letting the little girl know. Mommy thinks the baby is tricky as well because mommy does. Mommy's exhausted. Mm, tough, tough line to yeah. walk, though, without yeah. it turning into me and mommy have a good old bitch about the baby. <laughs> the baby, mommy admitted to me the baby's a real pain in the arse. Okay. I'm thinking of getting a puppy instead. <laughs> Sorry, I nearly joked there. That's a good point. But I guess I mean things like, you know, just saying. Um, it's oh God, hard re- work. Admitting it is hard yeah. work being a mom, isn't it? Yeah, but I, yeah, it is hard work. The baby cries a lot, doesn't she? Mm. But that's how the baby talks right now. Things like that are really good. But you really made me laugh. Them. <laughs> it is true that if you are going to do that thing of empathizing with the older kid in yeah. the situation, just to widen the lens of this. Well, I guess keep it, it light. Don't go to bitchy. <laughs> the baby's such a bitch. She's doing it again, mommy. Non-stop. Oh, no. Oh, that'd be so cute, though. Could you imagine? Yeah, You'd but, really laugh. But not great. Not great. I guess then a better thing to do it would be to say, we, you know, things like, I know we have loads more time to get it before the baby. Oh, Jesus. Are you really? serious? Yeah, I'm deadly serious. But you're saying, God, things were great before <laughs> this baby But arrived. what I'm trying to do is just get them, the little girl to feel like, okay, I'm not a terrible person for thinking these things. There's there's a rage in that little girl. She's hitting the baby. Mm. She's feeling things she doesn't understand and mom will diffuse it by just acknowledging those feelings too and saying it's okay. It's very important for children to know it's okay to feel angry. Hmm. They're, they're, they're so worried about their angry feelings that it leads to behaviours. So, yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's a daily thing. I think what you said is hilarious. Oh, something I think that would be helpful too is to maybe get the little girl to hear the mommy say to the baby, I can't do that with you right now. I'm going to have to leave you here because I need to go help your sister with this. And then the little girl thinks, oh, it's not just me who has to wait. Mm. The baby has to wait too. The baby has to wait as well. So I think that would be... in truth, the baby doesn't. (laughs) Right. But you're right. Like, but you have to, you have to kind of do the 
pantomime. Yeah, it's a pantomime. Well, that's good that you said that. Wait here, baby. Yeah. I've got your sister to look at. Yeah, and you're right. I take... You don't even really mean it. Oh, you're not definitely not going to mean it. You're not going to put the baby out on the roof right (laughs) in the car. Like, you stay there. Yeah, you did the right thing there, though, because I do forget that sometimes parents don't know that you are having to go and do, you know, TV children's host kind of thing. Um, I'm going to have to leave you here then because your big sister needs me and you're going to have to wait. And all you're doing is strapping her into the high chair. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and the little sister, it'll go in, it'll be like, oh, it's not just me or the baby. And actually, she'll might feel sorry for the baby that the mm. baby has to wait. So you're just trying to build their camaraderie, really. Mm. Yeah, but it's um, a two-way street of you wait because that yeah, is tough. That's tough. And you don't even know you're doing it. Mm. You don't because the baby, you, we kind of have to keep them safe. They're so... They can't find for themselves at all. They're so useless. <laughs> looking after themselves. They're terrible. But like they like they really they're so delicate. So yeah. you're you're just so worried the whole time. So yeah. yeah. That's why this is but, so distressing. Like, yeah, I've seen this. I've seen scrapes on kids' faces from yeah. the older sister being yeah, like Look at these lovely eyes rubbing at his eyeball. I know, I and know. You're like, God, it's tough. The hurting that is a worry. And that is scary for the mummy and it is dangerous for the baby so she is going to have to get come she's going to have to really apply give herself over to getting to stopping that behavior and what i feel like the baby's look the toddler the older sister is definitely looking for attention Mm. i know i've said it before and i hope i'm banging on about this but in those moments when you are cross and angry with your child you think about it, you tend to do the things you never think to do when you're praising them. You mostly get down to their level. You're locked into their eye contact. You are directing every single word to them really forcefully. Now, you think that's bad. They might feel sad at the time, but they're definitely getting your complete focus of your attention. And that's what they want. So children will seek that out because when we're praising them, we tend to be quite offhand. <laughs> you know, we don't make the effort to get yeah, down to the level. You say it, look in the other direction yeah. or getting something out of a cupboard. So the, Aren't they, you they'll great? seek out the, the bad reaction because at least Weird. in those moments, they get the full force of mommy. So talk to me about the sticker chart and the timing. Well, I don't want to talk about that yet because what I want to say to that mom is that when she hurts the baby, which she will again okay. because she's in the habit of it now, Pick the baby up and give all your attention to the baby. Whatever she does behind you, crying, bowling, on the floor, whatever it is, just ignore it as long as she's safe. And give all your attention to the baby. And when she's finally calmed down, then just go back to normal. Don't mention it. Don't mention anything. And later on, maybe before bedtime or something, talk to her about how we can't hit the baby. It's not okay. It's not safe. You're a big girl. You're bigger than her. The baby can't even clap their hands, sit up by themselves. We really can't do that. But in the moment, give her nothing. Because what we need that little girl to realise is I don't get attention for that. If anything, mommy gives the baby more attention when I do that. So she she's so clever. She'll stop doing it. Hopefully. Mm. Hopefully. But the sticker chart and stuff. Too soon. I think That's she, my instinct. Well, you can Three. never take things away. What, you just what do you can't. Mean? Taking the stickers away. Yeah, that's what I mean about if you're going to do it, it has to be achievable. Okay. It has to be short, short term. and small. I'm, I'm learning. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're in a situation where the sticker chart is failing and it's going on and for you're taking stickers away, I mean, that's traumatizing. Oh, you want that sticker? That's traumatizing because that gets out of control very quickly. The stickers get taken away for all sorts of things and yeah. the child doesn't feel... Demoralizing. Oh, yeah. No, I totally do not agree okay. with that. But this mom is trying. She's really trying. Timeouts, way too young. I just don't know what what people are thinking when they put... They're watching little... Super Nanny. Me. Yeah. End of story. But Super, Super Nanny yeah. puts them on the step and it suddenly seems to be yeah. this cure-all but in reality, they kind of need to be of an age where I do. five minutes on the step can be possible. Yeah. A minute for every I year. am on board with children having time to reflect on bad behaviour. But I think you have to be a certain age. Like I, we mentioned think sheets last week. Yeah. Like reflecting on their behaviour. If you put a three-year-old on a naughty step, you can be guaranteed if you go back 20 seconds later, they have no idea why they're there. <laughs> they don't. Now, this girl does sound different because she's able to verbalise what she was feeling in those moments. But still, she's not going to connect that to the naughty step. So I think, I know she wants to do a consequence, but the consequence can be a, like 
a verbal warning. Like what she can do is, if you hurt your sister, you are not getting to watch uh, Peppa Pig today. I have given you a warning. If you do that, Peppa Pig is gone. Then if she hurts her sister, you come in and say, you hurt your sister. I told you what would happen. No Peppa Pig today. That's easy. Mm. That's not a takeaway to sticker. Or I've got ice lollies in the freezer. If you hurt your sister, you are not getting an ice lolly. You hurt your sister. And I told you if you did that, you would not get. So that's more achievable at that age. Logic, yeah. That's way more achievable yeah. at that age. But you cannot ever do anything like that without first giving the warning. Because it's not fair. Mm. They're only learning too. Well, I heard the voice note that Tina recorded for this woman. And uh, it's even more extensive than this answer that she's given. That doesn't mean that you can't email in if you're in a similar situation, want to describe yeah. something similar that's taking place that might be different in one aspect. The best way to do that is ping it into Honey, you you are ruining our kid at gmail.com and Tina will get straight back to you. And also it won't last forever. It just won't. In the moment, it feels like it will never stop, but it will pass. One thing I would say, though, and something that's really achievable and possible, if this mom could make time once every two weeks, even 20 minutes in a day where it's just her and the older little, the older girl, they just have a moment. She doesn't even have to tell her that the baby's not coming. She doesn't even have to mention it, but just make that tiny window of time. And I know it's really annoying when people say that because they're like, my life is so busy. Mm. But even if you minutes. can give it 20 minutes, a tea party a walk, or something, you know, a snuggle, yeah. something coffee that's walk. just them. Yeah. Yeah. You do the coffee walk with Mikey and it means the world it's to magic. him. Yeah. Yeah. That's. If that's achievable, do it, because that'll change a lot of stuff too. Hey, Jar and Tina, absolutely loving the podcast. I like reading out that bit of <laughs> yeah. the email. Well, I'm it sorry. is really nice that people say that. My question is in relation to when you think a child should start school. This is obviously something that a lot of people debate, isn't it, Tina? Yeah. The, this this emailer, though, says my husband and I are locking horns on this right. one at the moment. Well, it it's, is it is stressful. It yeah. Is. Well, people kind of completely differing views yeah. on when a kid is ready and what ready looks yeah, like. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. We seldom disagree as a pair, as a couple or, or on parenting. But this is an issue we keep revisiting. My son was born in February and is now three and a half. I'm inclined to hold on to him until he's five and a half. But my husband wants him to go next year when he's four and a half. The manager of the creche has said he'll be ready next year, but I'm not sure. I know it all depends on the child. My son is a very independent kid and has a brilliant language skills. He, he'd buy and sell you. <laughs> However, Aww. he has a limited attention span for tabletop activities and really dislikes things like colouring. Who doesn't <laughs> ever understood the point of colouring or the praise of those that could colour? I was like, come on, uh, staying in the lines. Wow, what a life skill that's going to be. Have you any advice on how we'll know he's ready for school? Both my husband and I were extremely young going to school. Okay. We both loved school and got on very well. But I think... Certain things were harder than they needed to be for me hmm. as a result of it, e.g. writing, finishing homework. I want school to be as stress free as possible, but I'm worried I'm projecting my own experiences yeah. onto my well, We all do that. So she needs of course, to and holding them back unnecessarily. I just don't see the need to rush, though. Of course, the reduced crash bill would be nice and Lordy, lordy, yeah. that's a whole nother bag of fish mm. that we need to talk about at some point. The sheer cost of this stuff in this country that we've moved to. Yeah, but that is government. Like, Absolutely insane. That's a story for another day, yeah. Tina. What's your take on this? Well, um, I'm early years, right? Early years is my speciality. Yep. So I would always say keep them in early years as long as you can, if you can. Oh, as long as you can. Oh, absolutely. Until they're six. Absolutely. But it depends on the setting. 
If your child is lucky enough to be in a Montessori earlier setting, don't take them out early. Let them experience the joy of the, that incredible Montessori experience. If they're in a nursery or preschool, don't take them out early. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. They're just going to be more and more ready and equipped for school. If they're in a creche, which are amazing facility too, but they're not actually focused on any of the academic side of learning, the numbers, the sounds, the writing, the preparing the hand, the preparing the coordination, um, then I think don't keep them there and send them on to school. My reason for that is that if he's, while it's great for him to be playing and colouring, which is fantastic, he might get bored. And when What's the she, risk there? When children get bored, they can become despondent. It can lead to them feeling unhappy and they don't really know why they're unhappy at school. But it's Not just challenged. They're not challenged at all. Yeah. And feeling not challenged can then lead to behaviours. And that is, that sounds very, very scary for this mom to hear. Mm. But on the other hand, if she's worried about him socially, another year in crash would be great. Because maybe he just needs that extra bit of socialisation with kids and he'll be much more confident going to primary. But I guess at the end of the day, what she needs to do is she needs to go to the crash people. I know she's mentioned that the crash person has said he's ready, but she needs to actually go to them and say exactly her worries and concerns. She needs to get a proper answer from them. She also needs to ask, what is his day like here? Like, what does he do? Is he busy enough? Because Mm -hmm. if he's not, he just another year will, he'll be, he'll. He'll seem so old there. But won't the crash people say, <clears throat> oh, he needs another year because they've, they want the moolah. But they've already told her he's ready for school. OK. So they're obviously not that way. They don't need to worry about filling his place no. either. You have experience of going to school really early. Tina was like yeah. 11 going to UCD. 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, the age does get younger every time you tell the story. I was 11 going to secondary school. That's I was 17 bananas. going to UCD. Yeah, but just before I stop here, I do think that mother also needs to go to the primary school and get a feel Mm. for the primary school. Can you envision your child there? Can you picture it? Mm. Because you need to trust your gut on these things. Yeah, she'll know. Like I would say, early years is incredibly important for your child. If you can keep them on, if it's a great setting, do. But if it's not, send them to school because Mm. it'll just be wasting your money. I also feel like the dad wants the boy to qualify for an extra year of under 14 <laughs> under 16 <laughs> sports I, don't I was think... always envious of the lads that got to play an extra yeah, year yeah I don't think going to school early though was a bad thing for me I think some children are just ready mm. I think the only time it was embarrassing for me was when I was in UCD and I couldn't get into any of the clubs mm-hmm. but that like also 17. this is just a side note <laughs> on exactly how honest and sincere Tina is we'd rock up to a place yeah. this is prior to me meeting you yeah. I shouldn't say I we. met Gerald when I was 18 she was 18 <laughs> and her friends told me that they, they'd go on a night out with yeah, Tina I couldn't she'd cope get with the to stress. the bouncer Bouncer would say, what age are you? And Tina would go, I'm 17. I, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't be here. I'll go home. It's OK. And my friends would be like, oh, you're so annoying. Because the, they were good friends and they'd be like, we'll go home too. But yeah, no, um, that was my only thing. I never, it never affected me. Never. No. But it obviously did this mom. So she's worried. Mm. But um, I... With confidence, if it's a good earlier setting, don't take them out early. It'll stand to them. I mean, it'll only help them. I mean, that's proven now. We know that. I mean, and if you're lucky enough to get them in a Montessori till they're 12, holy moly. Incredible. I would to know if there is such a place. Like, I, I've we heard... We know there. But sure, I worked in a Montessori like that. Till they're 12? Jerry, you can stay in Montessori till you're 18 I years know, old. I know that. And people don't know that. Yeah, it's just a but, different approach you know, to teaching. I've never met somebody who went, I went to Montessori school well, until we I was 12. Hosier did. The school okay. Hosier went to I in Brett. I have met <laughs> yeah. But like, he's not a success. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's time for some parenting news. Well, this week, I don't know why, but I was Googling the most common questions parents are asking about mm. their kids. To see if they matched up with the ones we're getting. 
yeah, I guess I was trying to see is there a correlation or whatever. And then uh, um, I came across this BuzzFeed article where they had gone to that effort, apparently. But I'm not so sure. I smell a bit of BS reading these questions. So, I feel like this is made up. So they but maybe they've pulled the 29 toughest parenting questions. Worldwide. You know, the ones that pop up all the time. And the first one they say is most parents are always asking themselves, who do they love more, their partner or their child? When? When? When is that happening? We all know you love your child more. (laughs) (laughs) You just stayed really quiet. Charlie just looked at me there so hurt. (laughs) He looks so hurt. Oh, God. You love, you don't ever think about that. It's different kind of love. You don't compare, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. This it just feels uh, odd. Like parents, like they're asking. That's a top question. Like, top. come on. I've never had any ask me that or heard anyone talking about that. Are these internal questions that people are? How do they pull this question from the These internet? are the most like submitted question number, question. Question number two is to spank or not to spank. I mean... Spank. Like spanking. I mean. Like when was this taken? Like I'm sorry. I know this is a zero judgment podcast, but if you're still spanking your kid, stop. And also, if you're still <laughs> spanking your kid, you're not wondering, should I be spanking my kid? <laughs> yeah. Like, he seems it, to not like it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's what I might do. It, it says here 50% say, sure, it worked for me. And 50% say, no, no way. It's abuse. The, that would be the law. <laughs> yeah. 50%. Agree with the law. Agree with the law. We all know that if you're spanking, that is a sign that you have lost your way. You're not in control of the situation. Shouting. a better question. Shouting you've lost your way. Yeah. Mind spanking. Ah, but look, who doesn't let her roar? Yeah, of course you do. But that's a sign to you. Like, get back I, on the way. If I if I get so cross at Mikey that I'm, I'm shouting, in my head I'm thinking, you've lost. You've Were lost. you spanked, Tina? Was I spanked? No, I was wooden spooned. <laughs> what? That's the truth. I was wooden spooned. I don't know if we're going to be able to put that in. Why not? That's the truth. Hmm. Were you spanked? No way. At you times, were. I felt like I should have been spanked. Oh, me too. That... <laughs> when you tell stories, I'm like, you deserve a spanking. My, my, I was a good kid, and the only kid in my house who didn't get a slap on the arse. Charlotte, you used to. When you knew your parents were going out to the pub, hmm? you'd get into the boot and hide in the boot of the car <laughs> and then walk into the pub during the night while they were trying to relax what and have a, a drink. Character. <laughs> what, what a character. character. What, what a character. What a little... They must uh, have been terrified adorable. of you. Adorable. They couldn't relax. He could I be... Hid he... <laughs> in the boot. I hid in the, in the footwell of the back seat of the oh car with some coats God. over me. I would have been, I would have been spanked. <laughs> then I crawled, pulled down the seat and crawled through to the boot. I remember doing it. I planned it the whole evening. But what the hell was going on in that house that they didn't check where's Jar before we go to the pub? Honestly, they so, didn't say goodbye so to me. remind me, they're in the pub, relaxing. Mm-hmm. You walk in. What age are you? I walk in in my pyjamas into the pub. What age? And I can remember my dad nearly spitting out his pint <laughs> and getting off his stool as quickly as he could. <laughs> you doing like i went in rubbing my eyes like like really feigning kind of where am i like that kind were of you shit. 12 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no tina this is last year no yeah. i think i was six six oh, you old like enough to know dastardly behavior charlotte uh, yeah but look i didn't get, <laughs> i didn't get a spank for that is public shaming good Uh, Where did you even find this article? Yeah, BuzzFeed. But public shaming. That's a. I think that's a that's a really open (laughs) question because is it if it means parenting, public public parenting? I'm like all for it. Don't be afraid Mm. to parent your child in public. Although stop being afraid of that because your child knows if you are. There's a big difference though. Public shaming is uh, telling people about how bad. Your kid is. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Don't do that. Please And how stop. he's an absolute nightmare and thinking that you can shame him oh, into better behaviour. when parents talk about their kid in front of their kid. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we know that happens yeah. to this day. I'm just going to skip a few But the point that these. you make, though, 
is something that you kind of been saying the whole way across this series mm. is you can't be afraid to do the parenting in public because yeah. the kid figures out he's afraid to say it before oh, out. Yeah. Well, you always, you always know them. I mean, we all saw Kate Middleton or whatever her Best name is. moment of the summer. There is me. no way Highlight of the that little guy, I don't know his name, Archie? Louis. 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 There's no way that little guy didn't know. Wait, she won't try it face. here. She won't do what she does at home here. I might just include the clip in the info because it is absolutely yeah. wonderful to see Kate speaking through her teeth going, stop it, stop it <laughs> now. You can stop it or there will be no Fabergé eggs this evening <laughs> no for you. No Fabergé eggs. <laughs> But yeah, no, you can always you can always see it a mile off the parents who are afraid and the yeah. kids know it. That's why they're doing it. They're like, she will never pull that shit here. They're like, yeah, go for it, mom. Yeah, go on. Fairness, my heart went out to Kate because <laughs> it's like, is there anyone who would have continued and been strong enough as a parent hmm. to discipline their child? And not just on national TV. <laughs> yeah. But with the gaze of the world's media. Well, yeah. Would no. you do it? Very tough. Oh, I would have picked him up and we would have left. <laughs> Definitely. I would have been like ringing one one of my hundred nannies and going, you need to take him. He's Can making you imagine the media storm that would have caused? Yeah, I would have just owned it. I would have said he was married. No, clearly a problem child. Instead, what she got to do was he's now a legend. He's a character. But you would have made it appear. No, no one thinks that. Well, obviously he's good. No one thinks Louis's a legend. Well, they think I he's do. a legend, but nobody thinks that Kate did a great job. They just won't ever say anything bad about her. Mm. They, and I don't think she didn't do a great job either. I'm just saying that in those moments, we all got to see that she couldn't parent her child. He would not listen to her. Mm. And she was mortified and she spent the rest of the time since kind of going oh he says the most darling thing well, and he's like yeah does he does he because we also would parenting like news, <laughs> yeah, parenting news here is evolving into a very very important question if you yeah. ask me and i'll pose it if we haven't received this email maybe you have received this email okay what do you do yeah if your kid is playing up fuck yeah in public okay knowing you won't do anything about this because you're too embarrassed. What do you do? Well, I guess you go to distraction. Like, that's what Kate did that day. She gave him to his granddad. That's a good technique. She gave him to somebody else. She kept switching it up, trying to distract him. But if you're in that habit, it's very hard to break it. Mm. Because that's a, for you to break yeah, your habit. Yeah, as the parent. Yeah. The child has you figured out completely. Mm. And uh, it's very, tough. yeah, really tough. tough. And I would just say to moms like that or dads like that, that you just have to find a strength in yourself to not care what anyone thinks about you while you're parenting your child. But what you looked at these questions that were yeah. apparently, and we'll put the link up. I just think they're all made up. All bollocks, yeah. right? Clearly yeah. from somebody who doesn't have kids. I think so. What do you think is the most asked parenting question of I all that isn't, it's obviously not in this article, what do you think parents are? Sleep. I think it's always comes back to sleep or eating mm. or pooing. Yeah. Because so, so if you're experiencing stuff in, the, in that realm, yeah. you're not on your own. That's what no. you're seeing in the emails? Yeah. And mostly sleep. Sleep. Mostly sleep. Yeah. Poo. Eating. Eating. And like that one we just talked about, they're hurting their siblings. Mm. These are all the most common things, I think. Yeah. And the odd one is my child okay? Like, is he okay? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those are tough. Those are tough, yeah. But I always think if you're asking yourself that, you, you should be proud of yourself because the ball. so many parents don't notice it till it's too late. Till it's too late. And then they're the Taoiseach and then you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get in there before the age of six, between zero to six, there's so much you can do to change the future of your child. If you see behaviours that are worrying you, if you see maybe ways they're acting that are worrying you intellectually, physically... Between the ages of zero to six, there's so much. That's why they're, all of a sudden people are realising early intervention works. Speech, mobility, um, processing, um, all these different things that we see in you know our children. If they're having any struggles with that, don't give yourself um, a tough time for thinking it. Act on it. on it. Act on it. Trust your instinct. <laughs> 
our final question of this episode. And thanks, Tina, for doing this. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to record. If you're enjoying yeah. it, why not give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to your podcast now? That will immeasurably help us climb the charts. Question number three. OK, my situation at the moment is we have a son. He is three and a half years old and he's always been mild, chatty, funny, social guy. I've always wondered if he was slightly sensitive as from birth, I could never put him in the pram or walk or a car seat. Well, he only ever wanted to be on my hip or on me. Okay. Loud noises, new people, large groups were always very hard and still are. Yet totally normal and manageable in that way. It just seemed like this is his temperament. Okay. Just most recently, though, this week, a seemingly small moment of frustration, i.e. two Duplo blocks not fitting together, I know how frustrating that is myself, have resulted in some very intense bouts of ear splitting, cream screaming. Oh, wow. Uh, The last one lasted for 10 to 15 minutes. When this is happening, he wants to be alone. We will hide under his bed. He's three. Yeah, three and a half in a corner and continue to scream. Scream and scream and sometimes throw. Okay. He doesn't want to be spoken to, even calmly. He doesn't want to be touched. It only makes it worse. Right. So I stay nearby, quietly, calmly, waiting for it to pass. Okay, brilliant. I feel so helpless. It's so distressing. I can only All imagine. All I want to do is hold him. Afterwards, when he's calm, he has either whimpered it out or... As it was, uh, or it's as if a light switches off and he tells me something random as if it hasn't happened. We have a hug and I wait until later to talk to him about it. It's happened once in the night where he is screaming and screaming and screaming. We can't touch him or comfort him. It's so hard. I wonder if he was processing something that happened earlier. Absolutely is. What a smart man. I guess I would just like to know, A, is this normal for a three and a half year old to have a tantrum behavior like this? B, what's the best thing to do when it's happening? Mm. And C, should I look more into what else is going on in his life outside? I really appreciate your advice and I don't expect your knowledge to be free of charge. It is 100% free. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that last line again. I really appreciate your advice. Let me know. I really appreciate your advice. Wow. Well, yet again, I mean, we get these questions in. And my first thought is always how great, how lucky these kids are that these are their parents. Don't you feel that way? Mm -hmm. Because they're all little people and they're all being observed so well in a way that children never used to be. Um, my heart goes out to this mom because she asked the question, is it normal? And it it really isn't. That is very extreme. And there's a few things that spring to mind when I hear what she's describing. Firstly, I think he's obviously a very, very intelligent boy who is very tough on himself when things right. don't go right for okay. him. I think he is probably quite high functioning in his intellect. I'm assuming because I don't know him, but it sounds like he is uh, very tough on himself. He could really benefit from a lot of work about feelings and what we're feeling. Okay. And different kinds of feelings and how it's okay to feel all those different kinds of feelings. How mommy gets angry too, daddy feels angry sometimes. You know, to empathise with how he feels in those moments. To let him know it's okay and that sometimes we learn that way through our mistakes God love mistakes him. are important that kind of talk because I feel like he really is putting himself under a lot of pressure especially when she talks about how he will remove himself and cry alone I mean that poor mom that must be heartbreaking for her especially when she wants to comfort him but again I feel that's him not allowing himself the comfort of his mother because he's he feels so disappointed in himself um <clears throat> 
she's very wise to say that thing about processing and if that's what woke him up later I do think that's the delay or he's revisiting it even in his sleep another sign how tough he's being on himself um, I think that it's really important that she she goes out and seeks out loads of books about feelings and different things and just reads them with him constantly I know I'm always harping on about the Colour Monster pop-up book, but it is brilliant. And there's a little activity in there that she could definitely use where she has a jar and she could leave red baubles everywhere and he gets to fill that jar instead of, you know, being so tough on himself. He can put those feelings somewhere else. Wow. Um, you know, what she mentions at the start, though, about him not going into his pram and... Um, excuse me, not going into his car seat and things like that and always having to kind of hold him and wear him. It sounds like he needs, he has a sensory issue there and he might need a sensory diet. Now, What's that? Well, sensory diets are incredible. Every child would benefit from having one, but some children need them more than most. And it just means that some kids, their bodies are so sensitive to sensory stimulation that it is hard for them to concentrate on other things or deal with things because they can't get by the feeling in their feelings in their bodies. And this is why occupational therapists are amazing. And if this mom could get a referral from her GP to an OC, she would be able to help her set up a program for her kid. This kid definitely needs one and it will help him in processing his emotions too. But you can Google sensory diet. There's so many printable pages online and really it's just a series of exercises sensory exercises that you can easily do with your child like I would always employ them in the classroom um so we're talking brushing so a hard bristle brush or a soft bristle brush bristle I can't say it uh you would <clears throat> sit the child down and you'd say we're going to do our 10 exercises we're doing our sensory session now and best to do it at the start of the classroom day because then they're at their calmest. They've had that sensory issue dealt with and their body is calm and they're able to focus and deal with everything else that's going on in their little body. So the sensory exercises that you can, you, you, you get an array of them online. You do them with your kid and you find the one that suits their kid, your kid most. Obviously, if you get an OT referral, that's better because the occupational therapist will know exactly the exercises your child needs to do, but better to do some than doing none. So you could do brushing, and that means brushing down the arms, brushing up the arms, brushing down the other arm, brushing down the legs, brushing out the belly, brushing in the hair. Then you can do squeezing, squeezing balls, um, squeezing themselves. You can get one of those therapy balls. You go rolling over back and forth on the ball. You can do pushing balls against the wall as hard as you can. You can stand yourself beside the wall and push back against the wall as hard as you can, pulling are brilliant exercises. You get a kind of stretchy rope. You sit the child as far as you can away from them and you pull the child towards you and then they pull away. All these things help them calm down. Some children who bite just need a sensory diet for their teeth. And you can get special brushes that when you've, they've brushed their teeth, you go in and you do a sense, you kind of push down in their gums, brush around, and that stops them needing to bite that day. Sensory diets are incredible. This mom definitely needs one for her child. And I'd imagine if she does that, I would recommend she goes to the GP, tells him or her everything she's Just told to be on the us. safe side. Yeah. And she'll have to go to the GP to get an occupational therapist mm. referral as well. And there might be other things they can help with, like play therapy yeah. and stuff. And I think that if she works with this child on his emotions, she reads lots of books around it, she's doing the very right thing when she stays away from him and lets him mm, do that. What she could do in those moments, though, is she could do what I call a de-escalation script, where he doesn't want her near him, but he's obviously going through a very tough time, as is poor mommy watching it. So a de-escalation script just means when they're in those moments, you say their name calmly. Okay? You're just letting them know. You're acknowledging them as a person. You're saying their name. Then you say... Something like, I can see something has happened that's made you really sad. Just leave that with them. Mm. Now you've acknowledged that they feel sad and they're aware that you think it's okay that they feel sad or angry. Then you say, I'm here to help. I'm going to help you. And you leave a pause. I'm here to listen. 
And hopefully, if they've calmed down, you say, now come with me, let's talk about it. Let's go help you. And the child just feels like, okay, it's all right. Mommy's not even angry. I got mad. She just wants to help me deal with this. And I, the de-escalation. And you've seen this work. Yeah, well, I would have used that in, in school if I was with children who had severe behaviours. And mm. it really did help them. It, it takes them off the ledge. It's very powerful for them to feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm not on my own. They've recognised, I'm heard. That's the word I'm like, I've been heard. And that's all, they just need that. We wow. need that as grown-ups. Well, as I said before, I did hear the voice note that Tina sent this mom, and the voice notes she's been recording for the countless other moms and dads that have been in touch. And it's even more detailed than the answer well, she's giving here. I wasn't expecting you to say that, but um, this mom got back to me and the books on the feelings are working already. Amazing. She said in a week it's Amazing. changed a lot for them. And uh, she is going to get that referral for the OT. But uh, yeah, I was so happy. She said that the working on his feelings and helping, that was working immediately. So that was really wow. great to hear. But this is a very specific case. And uh, if you have something similar that you want yeah. to ask Tina about, as we said, as always. Yeah, like I felt a lot of responsibility email. when she said, yeah, is course. this normal? It would have been it would have been wrong of me to say yes. Yeah. Because there's something else happening there. And, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. Trust mm. your mommy goat. Go to the doctor. Tell them everything you've told us, you know. It's the final part of the show and my favourite part of the show. I love the show. I love making the show. It me when you enjoy this I have loved making this podcast ever since day one. It is such a joy to make and so much good comes from it. Things are really tight out there and this is free hell. Yeah, well, we're a bit blown away by the reaction. It's it's been amazing. So we really appreciate that. The end of the show is always the opportunity for full disclosure. I think that we're going to call this section full, full disclosure. Full disclosure. Okay. Part of the show where you get to say to me, Tina, something you wish I would just stop doing as a parent. Yeah. Okay. And I get to do the same. Yeah. All right. You've usually gone first. Uh, no, no, you go first. You I go will first. go first. This Brave way. man. You are in the habit. Oh, God. Of talking yourself down. In front of Oh, Charlotte, that's not okay to say that. That's not okay. Is it not true? Uh, That's just a habit in general. It's not just, I don't save it for Mikey. What would you say to a parent who emailed in? Yes, I know. Where they said, my partner is forever talking negatively about themselves. I would say um, say? maybe as a partner to your partner, you should be nicer to them. <laughs> so maybe you're the reason, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm joking. But what's the risk of that? I know you'll pass on the behavior to your kid. I don't mean to do it. <laughs> I just had an allergic reaction to your question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I am trying. I am trying. Okay. I catch myself doing them and I feel terrible. Is that, that's it? Yeah, but of course. I feel bad about it, all right? <laughs> Leave me alone. Of course I would tell a parent not to do that. I would, of course. Okay. If a kid starts talking negatively about themselves, though, what does that do? Oh, look. I, I get it. I get it. But I, I, like, I worry about it because, first of all, you've no reason to talk negatively about yourself. All right. But... It is a bit of a soundtrack to our lives at the moment. Oh, my Jay. Tina failed her theory test. No, Charlotte, don't tell them that. <laughs> or her oh. driving. She is, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I need to do this. No, Charlotte. I want the listeners I to don't be drive. behind you on it's this It's terrible. Journey. No, I wasn't going to tell anyone about the second <laughs> one. Um, I don't drive. We just moved countries. I've always lived in the city. I'm co- we're now living in the middle of nowhere. I'm convinced the moms at the school think I lost my driver's license. Dri- <laughs> yeah, dri- yeah. Driving or something. <laughs> I've never driven. I just never wanted to. 
And um, and now I was being chauffeured around by my lovely husband. Yeah, he never stops reminding me. I mean, chauffeured around. Oh, uh, wait till you're driving and we'll see how good you are. He can't miss a curb. Guys, just to be clear, <laughs> when I'm driving, she is just scrolling on her phone. That's not true. Taking my ha- care my of heart's many, in my mouth. Many messages. My heart's in my mouth when you're driving. Really? <laughs> if you're not asleep. <laughs> anyway. I don't know how to drive. I booked to do the theory test. I actually tried really hard. Unconscionable level of bullshit, this theory test. No, but like people pass it, George. George has been like, That's, it's a crazy test. I'm like, well, other people are passing it. I failed it. I'm so The questions are like, what percentage do you think well, I got all of those road right. deaths in the country involve alcohol? The fuck would I know that? Why would I need to know that to drive well, a car? Well, I did know all those answers. Anything you could learn off. Did you know that? <laughs> Anything you could learn off, I learned off. It was the, what would you do if you see a man running across the road wearing a yellow t-shirt? <laughs> I don't know. Tell him to cuff on. Like, honestly, anyway, I can't believe you publicly shame me. I got seven wrong. Seven. I came home telling Mike, what's it feel like to have a mother who's a failure? <laughs> joking. Yeah, yeah. And I was very I sad. I was so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Okay, well done. Okay, I'll take it on board. I'll take it on board. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the end of this, is it? I'll uh, take it on board. What's mine? Well, back we at you. I'm ready for this. Back now. at you. I would like you to stop saying, Tina, can you stop um, it, putting stop yourself down in front of Mikey? Save no. it for when he's what's, out of the room. What's the impact of that? I don't get The impact so of that is showing Mikey that what your mother's doing right now is not good. No, I think you shouldn't do that. Oh. Okay, I have another one. <laughs> I think. Um, Stop being so attractive. It <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be that funny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's hurtful how funny she's finding that. Uh, I don't know. I think I don't have any foibles with you. I think you try really hard. Bollocks. Uh, Bollocks. I'm driving you mad half the time. Yeah, that's normal enough, Jar, that we've been together. I'm forever. driving you mad. It's the Regan problem is my face is a window to my emotions. Oh, my God. He has passed that on to Mikey, <laughs> which is awful. I can't help it. 23 years ago, I went to Jarlett's house and I realised that nobody in his family has the ability to not show how they're thinking on their face and it's a it's a disability it is because like if they don't like what you're saying they think they're doing a great job of masking it but you're like I can see what can I do you can just smile or something I don't think it's normal for people to be like (laughs) you're talking fucking shite all over your face when I'm smiling when I'm doing a painted (laughs) on smile you know that uh, I'm just a very honest. But if person. someone's annoying you, and if someone's annoying Mikey, it's all over your face. They're annoying you. You can't even pretend. You can't even just be like, "Oh, this is okay." That mm. person, everyone in the room knows. You see, I think I'm pretty good at it because you've got good. I helped me you an awful lot of the time. <laughs> you're not even aware. I think I told Mikey the other day that when I met your father, he was a nightmare. You would you would lose friends because of your not ability to not. Show what you were thinking on your face. You know you would, Jared. I'm trying to do the most neutral and, face right And now. I told Mikey, it is possible to change that. We have to be very careful of our resting face. <laughs> and that look at Daddy now. He's doing great. And that is something. Come on, Jared. That is something I helped you out with. Yeah, I'm having a great... You can tell by the smile <laughs> Jared, on my people face. used to think you were so full of yourself. You were the nicest person in the world. But it was just your face's fault. Because your face... face... looked smug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Thanks for this, Tina. This is, again, still my favourite part of the show. <laughs> but you're a, lo- you're a lovely man. Come on. You gave your kidney to your brother. You are so kind. I'm really sick. You never, ever make me feel bad about that. What? Like, you had a very smug face when we first met. It I had nothing to be smug about. It rubbed now people, you do. It rubbed people up the wrong way. Okay. They got the wrong impression of you. And now you're better at hiding your smug True self. face. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for this week. 
please do pass it on. Mention it at the gate, put it in your WhatsApp group, whatever parenting stuff you're involved in, please do recommend Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid from the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network and Go Loud. Shout out to D-Ready. Shout out to everybody over there at Go Loud. Mm. To Mikey for always being the best. To all of our emailers. To you, Tina, for surrendering to do this even though you didn't want to do it in the beginning. You are knocking it out of the park. Oh, you so great. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. What? Uh, Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid is an Irishman Abroad podcast presented in association with Go Loud. Editing, research, and production by Jarlath and Tina Regan. To hear even more Irishman Abroad podcasts, including extra bonus episodes of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, go to patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad today. Don't forget to email Tina your questions on Honey, You Are Ruining Our Kid at gmail.com because, hey, let's face it, it's hard to raise kids not to be gobshites. <laughs>